Hey there everyone, my name's Thomas Seggy. I'm the 2019 Pride of the Hyde and welcome to the Kink Closet. This is a podcast where I am going around and getting to know people in our fetish community to find out a bit more about some kinks. I'm joined here today with Joe Kinkskin. Joe, say hello. Oh, hey Thomas. Hi everyone. So, uh, Joe, for the people listening, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, I am a leather queer, leather dyke, leather daddy. Um, I pretty much am an educator. Um, I'm a dyke on a bike. I Perfect. God, I've got so many bloody hats. I can <laughs> keep going forever. Well, are you ready to come step into the kink closet with me? I sure am. Let's go. Perfect. So, everyone gets asked the same question, so I'll say it. Tell me who you were before you were a fetish person. Okay, before I was a fetish person, I was a young girl hanging out in the beachy suburbs of uh, Sydney. Uh, so around that time I was discovering myself, um, but also rebelling against um, a little bit of my upbringing, a bit of a Catholic upbringing. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, in that time I was exploring Oxford Street with friends and, you know, starting to realise that this was my community. Mm -hmm. I think... One of the first dance parties that I went to was back in the 80s, um, like end of the 80s. It was a rap party um, and seeing everyone living and enjoying themselves so freely, I just thought, wow, this feels like home. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but, you know, like back way back then, um, I suppose, you know, I had boyfriends uh, one of my boyfriends who was by took me to the Exchange Hotel for the first time and that was where it really opened my eyes to the to the rest of the world. How did it do that? How did it open your eyes? Um, well, I think because I came from somewhat of a conservative kind of upbringing, um, not that my family were strict Catholics or anything, but um, I did find that you know, going to single-sex girls' school, um, you know, seeing girls who were really um, persecuted for showing interest in another woman, mm -hmm. um, but also, you know, having nuns teach us and trying to teach us sex education, which was always really quite interesting. <laughs> but, um, but I think back then, you know, for us it was, um, we just needed to get out of the little area that we grew up in and we you know I had a great group of friends we yeah. went out and explored the rest of Sydney north side south side west side um, and you know because we were from the east so um, that's how it all began but yeah my my um, my sexual boyfriend as he referred to himself <laughs> back then took me into Oxford Street, showed me the Exchange Hotel where we had to walk through the men's toilets to get to a dance floor, you know, and it was just like, wow, wow. So it, it was, you know, from then on, I was just like, I was hooked. Yeah. So what hooked you in? What, what about the Exchange Hotel or what about that area made you want to keep coming back to it? Um, well, I suppose I loved, um, you know, the colourful um, people. When I say colourful, I'm not saying they were all wearing rainbow flags. Yeah, of course. Um, but in comparison to, as I said, growing up on the beaches where, 
you know, like I got to witness firsthand bra boys, which was interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, and realizing that, you know, there was more to, um, who I was in the world than just being told what I should and shouldn't do and what I could and couldn't say. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I think at that time I was like, you know, wow, this is incredible seeing and it, you know that was I, I saw for the first time you know some of the the butch dykes yep. on the scene who i was quite attracted to and i just thought oh my god okay i've got to keep coming back here so um that's pretty much how it all began now when you were seeing those butch dykes yeah. and wanting to go back was there anything going through your head what 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 went through your head did you have like any kind of hesitations? Were you nervous? Were you excited? Tell tell me back, young Joe. What was young Joe going through? Sure, sure. So um, there was always a little bit of nervousness because it was something that was a bit foreign, different. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, but I'm the sort of person anyone who you know, knows me really, really well, knows I'm quite rebellious. I don't give a shit. I'll just go and try something. Um, I'll explore it. You know, I'm quite often, you know, finding myself, you know, if there's something that I really want to go and do, Mm. I just do it. Yeah. And I think that's why, like, I also started exploring my, you know, kind of punk side as well. Oh, yeah. Very, very rebellious. And I think that was also another reason why I was always drawn to... um, you know, like anyone who le- who lived on the edge, the fringe of society, you know, because I just thought I'm very different to anyone who's ultra conservative. That's yep. just not me. Yeah. And like on the ultra conservative side, um, because from what I could see, basically, it was a lot of the environment that you were in was, it's not like you had some people hear that you have like very active pressures, say for instance, parents that was that were really putting the pressure on to be something. But for you, it was less about them and more about the environment around you. Um, what was that all like? Well, I think, um, you know, like at the time, because growing up, I'm a ranger, probably mm-hmm. can't tell now. As I got <laughs> older, my hair got darker, but back then, um, a ranger with fair skin growing up on the beaches was like, oh my God, you know, had to totally cover up zinc cream everywhere. And, um, and I didn't fit that mold of what the, you know, the blonde beachy, yeah, beachy chicks yeah. who, you know, were always a little bit sort of full on with us when we were growing up full on in that, you know, bullying and putting us down. So Myself and a group of friends, we sort of stuck together and we just looked after each other. But that's why I think that's how we got to explore so many different areas of life. Um, But, you know, in saying that, my friends from school didn't kind of continue on the path that I did Mm -hmm. because it was a little bit too out there for them. Yeah. Uh, Whereas for me, I just, you know, I suppose being a minority growing up um it was nice to kind of go out there and just find um people that i felt really connected to and you know really back then no one was laying judgment on you because everyone was in the same boat they were all discovering themselves coming out and seeing what it was all about yeah and um how was that sense of community for you in those uh 
early years coming into it? Uh, incredible, really. Um, I think for me, because I also went to an art college, so yeah. when I left school, um, I got into COFA, and um, oh, yeah. which is funny because when I did come out to my mum, she's like, oh, it's because of all those gays at that art college. And I just said, it's got nothing to do with the gays in the art college. You know, of course but, it doesn't. <laughs> but if anything, it just made me... You know, I was expanding my mind and I was just seeing the bigger picture and which I always laugh because my mum always says, you just haven't found the right man. And I'm like, mum, you're nearly 70 and you're still looking for the right man, you know, so <laughs> and you're not you're not queer. So what what you, what do you got to say about that? But What's her excuse. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's it's just like so back then, um, I think there were so many of us who kind of fresh coming out it's like with every kind of generation you know if i went to some of the bars today you'd be seeing all the the younger queers coming out and exploring and discovering each other and um you know and, and starting to live life in their you know their most sincerest and truest form rather than having to hide away who they really are yeah and that's interesting and this is just as an educator have you kind of sensed that kind of um, difference with um, the generation these days comparing it to what you had to go through? Uh, I think for some of them, I'm just blown away, to be quite honest, by, um, you know, the kids that I'm, I'm working around um, because they are, uh, you know, I walked into a classroom one time and a 13-year-old student walked up to me and said, excuse me, what pronoun do you go by? What? And I was like, what? You know, so I was blown away by that. And my response was, well, you know what? I go by either miss or mister because quite often people get me confused. So it doesn't really bother me. Um, so, you know, uh, that, that I thought was hilarious. But I see, I see the kids today, you know, that are... Um, you know, really discovering themselves and being really certain about who they are. And the only people who are holding them back are the bloody adults. Yeah, of you know, course. It's, um, yeah, I find that quite frustrating. I like to be, I like for them to know that I'm there to support them, but I also have to... Within a professional distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there's a fine line where, you know, because I, I don't want to get into trouble, you know, as much as I say I'm a rebellious soul... Um, you know, I can also, I can do so much without someone coming up to me and saying, pull your head in, you know, like you shouldn't be doing this, um, because you know, you're going to cause problems. Yep. We don't want parents coming in and getting involved and, you know, but I just think kids just need to know they're supported. Yeah. And so instead of having being such a active part, you're just creating instead a welcoming environment yep. for them instead yeah yeah and i don't i don't look like the average woman so i think most kids out there who are you know discovering themselves um uh, see me and and think yeah okay well you know she's obviously a dyke or a queer or whatever um so they do feel comfortable yep. in being able to talk to me i've had that for so many years where kids would come up and just like kids will come out to me all the time and it's just like such an honor to be mm. the person that they actually feel comfortable to do that with yeah and that must be feel really nice um compared to what you your your story yeah. is. oh yeah 
oh look when I came out my mum wanted to send me off for you know shock treatment and move me mm. out to the country and all this sort of stuff and I was just like I just wouldn't have a bar of it um, but you know that's I think for some that's their shock yes. at, at that sort of news and they don't know what to do so they think you know but in, in saying that, you know, after I came out, I'm the eldest of five and um, one of my younger siblings who came out at 15 but also came out at, I think, like 19 or 20 to say that um, they were transgendered yeah. as well. So, um, and I think that that helped pave the way for him because, you know, mum was then sort of open to what I'd sort of taken her through. Yeah. And it, yeah, it made, made it the easier. whole process a bit easier on them yeah um and just kind of wrapping it up what um what kind of advice would you give to someone not coming out in terms of that but just kind of coming out as if they were to expose their kink or something like that well even with that so for me to explore that side of myself it was mr bisexual boyfriend who <laughs> you know said first you know let's explore I want to tie you up and I want to do this and I want to do that. And I was like, okay, sure. sure. <laughs> I'm up for anything. So or way back then, you know, and because we laugh about it because friends have always said, you know, what was your, um, your first inspiration when it came to kink? And I always say, well, I used to love Glenn Hughes from the village people, you know, and, and I, and because of him, I, I, grew really, really fond of outlaws like bikers and... Mm. Oh, um, love a rebel. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, having this, this boyfriend who was like, oh, you know, look, let's just try this and, you know, get these clamps out and get this. And, and I was just like, okay, so what... And I'm, I'm someone who can push beyond certain pain boundaries as well. And so, you know... I'm the sort of person where if I kick my toe on the side of a wall or something, I'll go, fuck you. <laughs> Whereas everyone else screams and goes, ah, you know, it makes a huge scene, but I'm just like, oh. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, going back to that time in my life where he was teaching me and I was getting so much out of it and I thought, yeah, you know, and I really enjoyed what he was doing. So I, I thought... You know, after I'd so, you know relatively earned my stripes, yeah. um, then when I started to play with others, I just thought, well, you know, I'll open it up, see if yeah. they're interested. Um, but you know, from that point on, you know, um, I did prefer topping more so than um, you know subbing. But I still sub every now and then. I refer to myself as a switch. Yep. Um, but you know, I think, and it's because I have enjoyed both sides really, yeah, of course. but yeah, the kink side, it's just take it day by day. Don't go wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. You know, like someone who's trying to explore that kink side of their selves. Um, you know, sometimes I think it can be quite daunting to go and find someone to, you know, at first just see what it's all about. I remember one guy when we had a, our shop who came in one time and he was totally traumatized because here he was, um, he wanted to explore his kink side, um, went out to a bar, some guy took him home and fisted him, you know, and, and he just said, I just wasn't ready for it. Yeah, of course. And he yeah. said, I, it was something I wanted to start to explore. And I, but he, and I said, well, maybe you kind of gave off the impression that 
you know, you knew a lot about it, you know, that you're up for it. And I said, so, you know, sometimes it's not a bad thing to, to let people know that, you know, I'm just starting out. You know, it's sure you might feel vulnerable, but everyone's vulnerable yeah. in that space. So you've got to make sure that you're finding someone who you feel you can trust, um, which can be a bit difficult because if you're going out and just meeting someone on the street or wherever, these days or hooker, online, online, yeah, um, you know, you you've really got you don't really have a lot to to go by from their profile. Yeah. Um, so I always suggest, you know, sort of meeting up and having a few dates, not really dates, but just meet up. Um, just building a trust and rapport with that person, whether yeah. they're, I'm finding that a, um, a bit at the moment in exploring certain things with others, um, and things that haven't exactly come quite naturally, but I want to do it. Yeah. And it's about finding that person and knowing that it's got that safe environment to do yeah. so. And that you can make mistakes, but or that it's going to be okay afterwards yeah. as well. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. The aftercare is really, really important. It's you know, it's not like I said, it's not just a case of wham bam, yeah, thank, thank you, you man. Yeah, you know, you're going to make sure that um, whoever you're playing with um, is first of all comfortable throughout the whole scene. You yeah. know, like if if you're going in and just whacking the shit out of somebody, and then you're like, yep. My so. ego is totally, it's feeling fulfilled here, you know. Um, I've done what my part, you know. Now it's up to you to go and sort yourself out. That's that's not how we play. No. So unless you're someone who has indicated to another partner that you're into, you know, really heavy, and even if you are into really heavy, you know, play, regardless of what it is, you still want that tenderness. You yeah. don't want someone to just come in and, you know, as I said... I don't know, rip, rip your nipples off and then shove them down your throat and then go, you'll be right, mate, you know, just go and sort It always gives out. me caution for the people who do say that because mm -hmm. it makes understand, are you understanding what you're being going through yeah. as well? Because I've seen a lot of very unsafe play over the years and, and also, you know, and I've, I've got friends who are still, you know, mentally scarred from... Mm -hmm what they've had in the past with people that they've trusted. Yeah. Sure. So, you know, so it's really, I think we need to be very supportive of each other. Yep. Um, yeah, like I say, you know, leave your ego behind. And I, our community is full of egos. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's an element to, but just keep a bit of humility about you and, and then things should be nice and, you know, the world will be a much better place. Perfect. And that's hopefully what we're all here for. Well, I think that is all we have time for today. Joe, thank you for coming into my closet. That's okay. How do you feel? Oh, this closet's very cozy in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's having a lot of guests come into it. Well, thank you for coming in. It's now time to come out of the closet. Uh, and, um, Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to interview you. That's okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you, everyone. Bye.